being here. Summertime. Summertime and the living is not so easy. It is. It is uh, a crazy summer. Although there's little moments of wonderful. There's little moments of good. But it is a battle. It is a battle royale. And we're going to talk about what's been going on. Here's some of the things we got coming up on the show. Here's some of the things we got. We got to talk about uh, what's going on in Portland. We'd be horribly remiss if we didn't do that. We got to be talking about uh, this insane article that uh, that the the Gypsy's actually, I think, writing a piece on. This article in the Atlantic that uh, it says that Trump is determined to split the country in two. Trump is determined. I don't. I don't even want to start on that yet, because that's a target-rich environment. Baseball's back, L.A. schools, Black Lives Matter is uh, not, I'm trying to think about how I want to frame it. We're talking about Black Lives Matter. We'll just say that. And stop killing Trump supporters. I've, 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 there's so much um, like bad vibes out there, just like... The media is turning a blind eye. This will go to Portland, too. So anyway, there's tons. John Saxon passed away. Regis Philbin passed away. We'll be getting to some entertainment stuff. We got some Xbox stuff to talk about, too. They just had their big showcase. So it's a, it's a big show. It's a big show. We're jumping in. You're stuck with uh, with me and uh, the, the Gypsy this week. You're stuck with us. No guest. Next week, we're going to have a guest. And maybe the week after, another guest. I like having the guests. Pete, Pete Corrielli was a treat. So anyway, I wanted to say this before we get started. So we're all excited about uh, the, the Loftus party. We're all excited about uh, fighting back, doing it with a sense of optimism and, and hope and fun and not pulling punches. Big, big moment for the YouTube channel. Do you know what happened for the YouTube channel there, Gimlet? What? Oh, yeah, I, I saw a million views. Yes. Yeah. I'm working with, uh, I got some uh, I got some help. I got some help. I d- desperately needed help on the Loftus party. I got some fantastic two new members of the team. They're doing great. Uh, and my, 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 my one friend, Amy, sends me a picture. She goes, we should, do, we should do stuff like this. And it's a picture of a guy with a YouTube channel. Uh, and he's thanking everybody for a million views. And I go, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking I'd love to do that too, but I don't think I have a million. So I went to the analytics page of the Loftus Party YouTube channel, and it is 1.1 million. So that is, I believe it's it's one million one hundred thousand. I was overjoyed. I was overjoyed. That's really fantastic. It's, it's especially, especially in the climate going back to 2015 of suppressing, don't say this word, if you mention the president, if you say the word Trump, if you mention MAGA, if you tag it with the White House, you're going to get, you're going to get stomped on. So I really felt like, uh, like we, we yeah, we climbed, a, we climbed a big hill. I was thoroughly, I was thoroughly happy about that yesterday and go ahead i i also i've been sneaking out to uh the beach and i cannot tell you guys get out in the sunshine get out in it yes 
don't just sit around and dwell and and freak out. You got to get out in it. And you have you know, to wear a mask on the beach. Oh no! Oh, oh no! Good. Oh good. No one's these people. I mean, are, I never stopped going out in the sun because our governor never made us do that. So this is like this is a this is a Long Island beach. There are people. You're, here's the great oh, thing. So you're not under De Blasio. No, no. Wilhelm. People have been very cool. Like, because you don't want to get close to anybody on the beach anyway. Like, seriously, if you're so close to someone on the beach where you can hear their conversation, you're too close. That's creepy, right? It's like, yeah, like that Coney Island. Crazy lady down in San Diego. No, what? Well, a woman and her husband are taking their three month old puppy to the dog park. They walk their dog and they brought a picnic lunch. They sit down at the picnic table to eat their lunch and took their masks off. And this crazy old lady came and sprayed the husband with mace. Sweet Jesus. Like, people have lost their damn minds. That's why I asked you if you, like, had the whole outdoor masking thing where you were. Because, no. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The woman they, they, in Miami was fined for going into Publix with her mask. Wearing her mask across the parking lot and taking it off as she was getting into her car. Like, you don't need to wear a mask if you're alone in the car. That's just dumb. That That is so ridiculous. People need to sue. And these, like, legit Nazis who are ratting people out. Uh, God help, God help just... you if you try to mace me. Here's the wonderful thing that's happening on the Long Island beaches. Because yeah. everybody's keeping socially distant, it's like the olden days. Like, people are firing up cigars. People are smoking weed. People are smoking cigarettes on the beach. You can you can see it. Do anything. It's great. It's what it's supposed to be. This oh whole thing God. about keep, keep at least six feet away. Like, no one's complaining. No one's calling the cops. It's like, hey, it, well, if you want to... Kind of fire- I think that's that, that would make Long Island different than uh, New York City to begin with. Long Island's different. It is. It's great. Way different than the city. But did you see what did you see what this stupid governor did? Both of your stupid governors. Those guys are criminals. What are they doing now? They're actually defining what a meal is and what oh you have God. to eat to be able to order an alcoholic beverage. This is a great transition. This is a great transition cuz here's what I'm really sick of. This portrayal of, oh, the Trump Nazis and the fascists, blah, blah, blah. Talk about fascists. Exactly. Talk about Because fa- it was the funny thing. And now, I grew up in the state of Ohio. If you wanted to get a liquor license, this is just how it was in Ohio since the beginning of, of time. Time, yeah. If you wanted to get a liquor license, you had to offer food. You just yeah. had to sell food. That's whatever. That's their, that's their law. It's I the same where the I live. I can see the intention behind it, and the intention is good. A lot of, like, dive bars that I used to go to would have, like, those little, you know, frozen pizzas. You'd make them in a toaster yeah. and take 45 minutes. Right. But, like, hey, it's food. So when the government, like in New York, says you have to order food, there was people. I saw there this was a bar, bar Cuomo selling, chips. like, individual. It's like you want to step on the punchline. Oh, I'm sorry. It's like that's you're you're you've already got two in under your belt today. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were they selling? What were they selling, Stace? Cuomo chips, and they were told they couldn't. 
What's Unless they put death? salsa with it. There you go. Okay, so that was fun. Yeah, those guys are horrible. They're horrible. And, well, it's uh, like Cuomo did it, and it was a little less awful. Then Newsom did it, and Cuomo made his more awful. I don't It's like they're know, in a competition to be the worst. I don't know what we can do to encourage people. There's a fine in L.A. now. If you have a we're open sign, I think it's it's like a $200 or $300 fine. Huh? For, yeah. It's a, a buddy of mine sent me an email about it. I, I, I'm saying I'm telling on, on the podcast because I really don't give a, a – I mean I care about – if it's true, it's horrifying. And my buddy usually sends me good stuff. It's usually true. But it's like if you have the, the, the title – I didn't read the whole the whole piece – uh, if you have a sign in your business in California that says, hey, we're open, you're going to get a fine. You're going to get a fine. They, they they want people to be – it should be abundantly clear now to everyone, to everyone, that this is not about the public's health. This not is about keeping people miserable. It's about uh, the right track, wrong track. Do you think the country's on the right track? Do you think the country's on the wrong track? Now, this would all – I don't think any of that – I think the Democrats are playing that. Obviously, they're playing that. Oh, I agree. However, you cannot blame Trump. It comes. It goes. It goes back to what Corey Alley was saying last week. Like nobody's mad at China. Like why isn't anybody mad at China? Because our media is trying to put this squarely on the shoulders of Trump. But and do, it. Go ahead. Do we like? I understand because I I saw Tucker in the right track, wrong track in that thing on on one of his monologues. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But have we ever really been in a situation where it's the opposition party in the election that's putting us on the wrong track? Like, and everybody can see that. Well, I don't think they can. And that's the power of the media. They are still going full tilt boogie. With this thing, are you know, there's 140,000 dead. There's 140,000 dead people, and Trump is still talking about Bing Bang Boom. There's 120,000 dead people, and Trump is they they just love to associate it. it. It's it's like the Trump Russia, Trump Russia, Trump Russia. It's their little calling card now. It's like but oh, I the mean, coronavirus. You mean what? What do you mean? In California, you really think they're blaming the fact that they're going to get fined $200 for a wear open sign on Trump? I mean, that that's your local politicians. Well, Trump yes. has nothing to do with that. And I, I mean, would... I know the backlash against Whitmer has been huge. She's gone down like 20% in her approval rating. I would, I would hope so. I would hope so. And I would hope that the fireworks in the valley in Los Angeles on the 4th of July are a good sign that all those people will be voting uh, for Trump and the, and the Republicans in the, in the November elections. That's what I would hope. But the, I was the level say, of Ruben stupid and said, he will. Well, the level of, of, and I want to be, I don't want to say this in a mean way. Uh, the level of the, the people I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. There's a lot. I have a very big circle of friends. I'm very fortunate this way. I had a an interesting upbringing, yada, yada, yada. And I've stayed in, with my good friends. I've stayed in touch. And uh, they come from all wa- walks of life. There's, uh, there's all kinds of lovely people. That some of them 
are living alternative lifestyles. They're whatever. They'll post this stuff on, and I know they're smart. I went to I went to school with them. I went to college with them. I went to high school with them. And some of the stuff that they're saying on social media, and they're adamant about it. You're just like, wow, you really. It's what I said. you're seeing things from a different perspective, but like they they honestly think they honestly think like with Portland, nothing was going on. Here's what in, in their mind, it seems like every night the good people of Portland would put put down their Bibles and, and their baking for the day. And then they would walk outside and sing songs in downtown Portland. And these songs would be about loving your fellow man and trying to get along and understand the universe and being closer to the Lord. And that's what they would do at night. And suddenly these troops arrived and started scooping people off the streets. Then they beat them all night long. They really think it's like that. That is the narrative. There's these, they have candlelight vigil vigils. They hold up their cell phones and they sing songs. And then Trump's Nazi thugs come in and just start beating the crap out of them. The coverage of what happened to Ted Wheeler was so, that should tell you everything. That If you look at the coverage of, of what Ted, they make it look like Ted Wheeler went down to join the protest. Then out of nowhere, he got tear gassed. And so he left. They leave out the part where Ted Wheeler goes down and, and addresses the audience and says, hi, I'm Ted Wheeler. And then they all start chanting and screaming and shouting chasing him down, him. <laughs> chasing him around. He's yeah. surrounded by private security. Meanwhile, people are attacking that fence, trying to rip that thing down, using bolt cutters and circular saws and fireworks are going off everywhere. So they try to disperse the crowd with Ted Wheeler, uh, that Ted Wheeler's in, not even knowing that that jackhole is even in the crowd. Oh, my God. I mean, can you can you just can we pause for a moment and notice the media buying into Antifa PR regarding, you know, the yellow block moms? Those aren't anybody's moms. Those are members of Antifa that are saying we're moms and the media is just buying it. Oh, look at these wonderful mothers. Oh, yeah. Nobody's mother. And then they have that one picture that, like, went viral, a federal agent taking in a woman oh, whose yeah. mask had kind of slipped. She yeah. was arrested by the federal marshals. Are we like, marshals about- don't arrest people for no reason. That's what they want you to, that's what they want you to think. They want you to think that here's a, be- here's a beautiful mother uh, who's, who probably takes in foster kids. And she was oh, down there. She looks and- awful old. And she uh, she accidentally dropped her hymnal, and as she bent down to retrieve it, that's when a stormtrooper Nazi thug grabbed her and whisked her away. She was tied down. They they hooked up a car battery and put it on her nipples. They asked her questions for hours. They beat her senseless. <laughs> it's like it's listen. Uh, we're on day. How many days in Portland now? Fifty-seven. Seven, I think. It's just. And I'm at the but point. But I mean, the that, thing is, it's been going on for three years. There have been periodic riots and destruction of businesses and beating people in the street. I mean, Andy No was beaten there how long ago? I mean, he he got hurt like what almost two years ago now. 
Oh yeah, year and a half. That might have been that might have been Seattle. I don't I don't know if he's a Portland or a Seattle. No, he's guy. a Portlander. Yeah, and that's where Rose City Antifa is, and that's who hates him so bad. I can remember the how outraged I was back in 2015 when Trump supporters were getting eggs thrown at them. They were being chased down in the streets by members of uh, Antifa, Antifa, just like just getting the crap beat out of them. And the media just wouldn't cover it. The media wouldn't cover it. But, you know, you had brave dudes. You had brave dudes like uh, Andy No, which hopefully you guys are all following Andy on Twitter. He's, he's, he's part of this, this like new media that we like to talk about. And it's millennial. Yeah, and and it's no with uh, N G O. So it's uh, on Twitter. He's at Andy No A N D Y N G O. He's a, he's a good dude, and he's he's trying to do fair and honest journalism. So uh, so give him a follow. But it's gotten so bad. Uh, we have some time for this. This will work out great. The media bias of it all, and and, and, and uh, this one was took the cake. Uh, for me, I scrolled by this one on Twitter the other day. This article in the Atlantic, where uh, the title of the article is "Trump is determined to split the country in two. Trump is determined to split the country in two, and that was just so outrageous to mm-hmm. me, so completely outrageous to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, listen, you guys, we remember the the woman's march. We remember the protests at the inauguration. We remember the 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 gloom and doom and people saying, like, if Trump gets elected, that's the end. We have to fight back. We have to be the resistance. We have to fight. We have to fight, fight, fight. If Trump wins, the stock market's going to crash. We have to fight. We have to do whatever we can. If we see them, make them feel ashamed. Chase them out of the bank. Chase them out of the grocery store. Chase them away from the gas station. We remember this. It's been going on for years. We all thought this temper tantrum would burn out, but it's not. And now... Oh, it's just literally they're they're burning cities, they're burning buildings, they're looting, they're killing what, people. What really offended me about this article is here you have Mr. Ronald Brownstein, who's a member of the DC media bubble, right? Completely forgetting that for the entirety of the 2015 primary and into the 2016 election. People who don't live on the coast were called deplorable, uneducated, uncultured, um, you know, learn to code, you know, yeah. coal miner. Like, who started doing that? You people did. Like, yeah. the media has been trashing people who live in middle America or not urban America in just god-awful ways for four years. Yeah. And then and then to have some freaking Ivy League douchebag writer from the Atlantic going, ooh, Trump is determined to tear us apart. It's like Well, you know why he did it. Uh he owes somebody money. No, no, no. Do you remember <laughs> back in the day when um I forget which I think it was George W. Bush 
and maybe Dick Morris figuring out what security moms were in the suburbs. I think they're super, super worried that those suburban women who have a hard time with Donald Trump personally are either are going to stay home rather than vote for him because they look at what's going on on the left and they'll let him win even if they won't pull the lever. But they're not going to vote for Biden with all this insanity going on, because if you look at what happened during the initial riots, they went to Soho, they went to Buckhead, they went to um, Santa Barbara, they went and I mean, there were some home invasions, there was, I mean, every bit of chaos that Beverly Hills, right? Every bit of chaos that we saw in downtown areas was also exacted on some pretty wealthy suburbs. Those voters aren't going to forget that. Well, if you shopped at the Louis Vuitton store mm-hmm. in Portland, that that place that was that got looted by the uh, the peaceful protesters in in Portland. Yeah, this is about this is about justice. This is about uh, about changing the way we police people. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. Strategy of going into wealthier areas of the city that border the suburbs was deliberate. It was to exact revenge, and it won't stop. Well, and if you look at Biden's housing policy, he's just going to shove the problem areas in the city out to the burbs. This is uh, kind of a callback to one of our uh, earlier notions on this show, going back years, going back years. There's nowhere for us to go, and this is what really pisses me right the F off. Seriously, if you and this this it's I'm gonna sound like Archie Bunker, but here I F and go. If you want to live under a uh, socialist government, there are places you can go. There's mm-hmm. plenty of other places you can go. I'm not even kidding. If I want a nation that has more freedoms than America, I don't I don't know where I can go. There's nowhere for me to go. It's not like I can go, oh, here's a country that has a, an, a the similar style of government th- that I want. Listen, you selfish little pricks. There's nowhere else for the people on the right to go. And, and I, I don't want to live in a place like Portland. I don't want to live in a place like Seattle. I don't want to live in a place like Chicago or Baltimore or even uh, Minneapolis. I don't want to live in a place where they just they just killed a Trump supporter the other day. I believe it was in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. This black dude who was very outspoken and would carry a sign around, vote Trump 2020. They rolled up on this guy and they shot him and killed him. Do you want that? Ask no. your mom if she wants that. When you're listen, you guys, when you're listening to the show, seriously, if you if you know someone who's who's probably um, I think I gotta vote for Joe Biden because Trump is just so rough around the edges and I don't like the way he says stuff. Okay, do you want to live in a country where you just get shot for uh, believing a, a certain way politically? Do you want to get Do you want to get shot because you're wearing the wrong hat? Do you want to get shot because you're you're you you vote a different way? And this goes back to the Steve Scalise thing. This goes back to the Bernie bro who shot up all the baseball players. And I tell you what, the Republicans once again took the high road. We took the high road like, well, yeah, 
that's an individual crazy person. That's we're not oh, going to no. associate they him. Should have hung Bernie that Sanders. on Bernie. San- they should have hung that on Bernie Sanders like a, a weight around his neck. He should have had to carry that every single day coming into the 2020 primary. Yes, he should have. Okay, we got more Portland talk coming up. We got some. I got to talk about baseball. We got to talk about what's going on with the LA schools. There's so much more show. I'm sure we're gonna get into more Black Lives Matter stuff. It's gonna be fantastic. Stick around. Right now. Get to Kohl's and take an extra 25% off Adidas for the entire family. Plus, with an extra 15% off, get up to 50% off the Big One Bedding. And save on Nike Athletic Shoes for Kids. Plus, get Kohl's Cash. Plus, limited contact store drive up. Right now at Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Offers valid July 17th through July 26th. 15% offer with promo code Big Savings. 25% off Adidas. Offers and coupons do not apply. Select styles. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Today, this breakfast isn't just breakfast. It might be the first McDonald's breakfast you're having at McDonald's again. This lunch might be a weekly tradition you hadn't had in weeks. And this dinner might be the first one you bought for not just you in a while. Whatever this order is for you, McDonald's will be here to take it. Get more of the chicken you love with a delicious McChicken sandwich for $1. And for an extra buck, add a refreshing Dr. Pepper. Dining rooms are starting to reopen in certain communities. At participating McDonald's cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. So we're back from an amazing break, uh, talking a little bit uh, with with the gimlet before we fired back up. There's always so there's always so much great stuff to talk about. Uh, we got to stay on track though, but there is there is there is big picture stuff. Make sure that you're uh, fighting down. You're fighting down when when people start float, floating the balloon of vote by mail. Uh, slap that down. You got to slap that down, and it's not too hard to do. I have a, I was just in a little bit of a, I thought it would be fun. And I'm trying to keep it light. I'm trying to learn. I'm always trying to improve myself, Gimlet. Uh, A buddy of mine, very smart dude. We had a little bit of a debate uh, earlier today about vote by mail. And of of course, use use DuckDuckGo. If you use Google, it's going to take you a couple pages uh, to find exactly what you're looking for. Because it's, uh, I guarantee they're altering the search results to really make you dig uh, for things that shouldn't be hard to find. There was another, people are pushing this vote by mail thing. And I think there's two reasons. There's two plus sides to it. This is, this is the, the, the crazy thing. And you have to admire it in a game of Thrones. There's a lot of upsides for the Democrats. It's all, it's all upside for the Democrats uh, with the whole Wuhan, this whole coronavirus. That's it's everything and more for them. They can go for the whole, it's the whole shooting match. Vote by mail is the uh, is the cherry on the top. It is the icing on the cake. It is the end-all, be-all. It's the bag of chips. Vote by mail is a horrible idea. Vote by mail. All you have to do is look uh, look up this. When your friends when your friends uh, bring it up, you can go to Election Tampering Philadelphia. I'll post the story at theloftestparty.com. An ex-congressman just got zapped again for election fraud and trying to 
alter the outcomes of uh, this stuff. Uh, there was a uh, woman in Michigan who was uh, messing with uh, the mail-in ballots. She was doing some nefarious things. Of course, both of these people are Democrats. Then you can also back it up with, because here's what they say, vote by mail, it's safe, it's safe, it's safe. Uh-oh. Well, it, it, it's not. There's no, no one watches the ballot. It just, you, you, you drop it in a box and then it goes God knows where. That's when you, that's when you start Googling and, and you can Did present you facts. Of, I'm in the middle of a oh. point, a point, a point. I'm in the middle of a point, a point, a point. We should have a song drop for that. We should have a, a, a sound cue for that. You can also Google postal workers not delivering the mail. They bust those people left and right. So if it's safe enough to go to the grocery store, it's safe enough uh, to vote in person. There are a million ways to tear down this horrible, horrible idea of voting by mail. Now, here's the other upside. And this gets to what something you were saying earlier, Gimlet, before we jumped back in. I think the reason the libs want to do vote by mail so bad is because it will be contested. It will muddy the waters. Oh, we haven't counted this. We have to see. Oh, we're missing these ballots. Oh, we needed the. So then they can accuse Trump of not accepting the election results. Oh, look, he's fighting it. He's fighting it. We're going to have to go in there with the military and get him out because that's the other narrative they keep bringing up. We're going to have to. Trump's not going to accept the, the election results. And then you were saying. Well, a couple of interesting things up by you in Queens in a. Um primary race, so two Democrats running against each other to be able to run for Congress. And they disenfranchised one in five voters. There were 100,000 ballots. or No, it was one in five voters basically because the ballots weren't postmarked because they don't normally postmark prepaid envelopes Yeah, at the post office. So the governor put out a thing. Hey, you guys, postmark these. Well, some people didn't get the memo. So through no fault of the voter who got their ballot and mailed it in, their vote doesn't count. 20% of the voters. There's another study that came out that the people whose votes are most likely to be disenfranchised that way are minorities and younger voters. Democrats could be screwing themselves. Well, so, that would be that would just be wonderful because it well, just, it would. But you're right about the legal thing because every county <laughs> has a board of elections. The state is putting out the regulations, but you don't sue the state. You have to sue county by county. I mean, this would make the, the hanging chads in Broward County look like a picnic. Yeah, and here is it's another thing where I listen. The Democrats wouldn't be doing it if they didn't think they would benefit, right? They think it's a great idea. They think it's a great idea. They don't see the downside. They don't see – all they see is free cheese. They don't see the mousetrap. And well, that is classic. That's what you get from big government. When you have when you have big government making knee-jerk decisions and then they go, okay, well, this is the federal mandate now – there's always unintended consequences. Sometimes they'll bite one particular party in, in the bahunkus. The other times they bite everyone. A great example of that is the food pyramid. 
back in the day, Dwight Eisenhower had a heart attack and everybody flipped out because this beloved general from World War II and now America's president, this beloved man had a heart attack. Oh, what happened? He looked so healthy. And there was a doctor who's like, I'll tell you what happened right now. He wasn't eating the right food. And all the other doctors were like, you're kind of crazy there, dude. You don't really have any science to back that up. But for whatever reason, it caught on. And this one doofus with his own little study, which was bad science, said, no, 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 you need to be eating like a food pyramid. And this is the, you should be eating a bunch of carbs and you should be eating a little bit of this and a little bit of that. That food pyramid was wrong. But the federal government just jumped in and goes, this is it. This is the mandate. And so they did it nationwide. It was bad science. And now we are a nation of fat asses due to that. We're just now recovering from that. So well, this whole vote by mail thing is just it's just ridiculous and and the only the only reason they want to do it is to muddy the waters. Well, and bottom line it, the postal worker union endorsed Trump and maybe you know if this is true. I don't know if you've ever used an absentee ballot in California, but I heard in California when you get your envelope it says your party registration on it. I've never voted absentee. I've, I've never done that. Well, I mean, if that's true and you have a postal union that has endorsed a candidate, I mean, you're actually handing your vote to a union that has a presidential preference. Yes. That's just yes. a bad idea. That's a lovely point. That's a lovely point. And then if you look at like, and this goes to beyond the post. I mean, that's just a great example of like the postal workers and and like, listen, the vast majority of federal employees are Democrats. That's how they vote. That's how they vote. So when you they've got skin in the game. And if you already look at it's the biggest scandal, what the FBI did and spying on Trump and FISA abuse and the CIA and the FBI, that's that's horrible. That's the number one. That's the biggest scandal of them all is unelected officials trying to change the uh, outcome of the uh, of the election. That's but I think we're one of the, of the few shows that are talking about that. It uh, you've got skin in the game. If you are a, a liberal and you're working for the federal government, you're certainly not going to uh, try to help out the the opposition. You're, you you have skin in the game. You want your party to win. The same party that and I want to try to do a rough little gear shift to these L.A. schools because this can't be said enough. This can't be said enough that the the, the teachers union and and the Department of Education uh, they're out of control. They're communists. You you're familiar with the de demands that mm -hmm. the L.A. You would think you would think it would be about safety. You like I would get, I would I think that's the only argument you can make. It's like listen, you you need to give me more assurances that I'm not going to die if I go back to work. Like no, I'm being you know hit, bit of histrionics there. But that's that's if I was arguing for the defense, that that's what I would argue. Here's what the L.A. Teachers Union wants. The L.A. Teachers Union wants a state wealth tax. They want a wealth tax. They want Medicare for all. They want financial support for undocumented students and families. They want a moratorium on charter schools. And they want to defund the police. That's Those are their demands to go back to work. I have they never... I have never wanted to tell... <laughs> 
a group of people. No, this is in my top five. It's my in my top five list of telling people that they can blow me. Like, who do you think you are? The teachers in L.A., in this teachers union, you the, the balls, the balls on them. Well, I love <laughs> trying President. to set policy. That's well, I love President Trump going, well, if you're not going to reopen the schools, the parents should get their money back. That is exactly how it is. That's and some I, good old-fashioned backyard politics right there. That's what I my video was about. The ACLJ is going to go ahead and take those parents <laughs> that want to take their school districts or their state to court. Because I think what Newsom did in California is beyond unconscionable. Yeah. He actually decided that if the public schools weren't opening in a district, the private schools couldn't either. Yeah, he's he shouldn't be allowed to do that at all. This is, at this all. is the video that I wanted to do. This is the video that I wanted to do. And maybe I'll do it on Monday. I don't know. But it's like, I think people in America have forgotten why we pay taxes. Like, it's just a system right? and everybody is just in that system. But, like, the basics of it are this, and it's worth remembering. Like, I, don't, I can't stay home all day and protect my house. I can't. I, nope. I can't. I have, I have things that I need to do. So every week or whenever I get paid, I kick some money to the city and the state, and they go, okay, don't worry about your stuff. We'll have police. And if something does happen to your stuff or your house, just call the police. They'll come help you out. We're going to help you defend your property and make sure everybody's on the up and up. That's what that's for. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, okay, I need to be able to get around really fast. Uh, so I'll kick in some money so so we have good roads and, and all that good stuff. That's what's – okay. And then uh, my kids have to go to school. I want my kids to get education. Uh, I can't afford – uh, you know, private school, but I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll kick in some extra money every time I get paid and you guys, you know, you teach the kids. That's what it's all about. Now, when the government isn't protecting you, when they're like, okay, we're going to defund the police. We're going to, we're going to use this money in other ways. They've broken a trust. They've broken a, I, I believe it to be, it, it, it's a, it's a bond. It's the only reason. Why are we paying taxes? Like if, if you're gonna, contract. Yeah, if you're going to turn my kid into a con, if you're going to, if you have the audacity to demand that the police are defunded so I'm less safe, get out. I want you fired. I want you all fired. I want, oh. I, <laughs> and my Weird. joke from my video was if you look it up, uh, what the, what the, what the federal government spends per student in America going to a public school. It's uh, 13800 bucks per kid. So my little joke was, I tell you what, give me, give me that money. Give me, I will open a school. I'm not even kidding. You give me, you give me 14000 bucks per kid, per kid. You give that money to me. I'll teach 20 of those little booger eaters. They're going to learn all kinds of stuff. They're going to have a blast. I will get them through four years of high school. I'll take high school kids and I will crank it out. And then at the end of four years, I'll be a millionaire and I get weekends off and I get holidays off and I get a big ass break in the summertime. Shut your mouth, you dumb mouth breathing knuckle dragon teachers union of L.A. You suck. 
you've got a sweet gig. I care about the children. You don't give a shit about the children. That one stopped working when you said you wanted to defund the police and that you wanted a wealth tax. Holy crap. Those schools are, get out of L.A., get out. I, I, I cannot wait to get out of that place. My kids didn't go to those schools. I made sure my kids didn't go to those little hell holes. And it's well, too funny. Go ahead. I was going to say, the other thing that I just like would go back to those teachers with is, so what you're actually saying is you are less essential than the kid who works at the bakery at Publix. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Because I'm telling you, the the thing that breaks my heart, okay, is there are Mm. kids with disabilities whose parents may have great intentions and be perfectly capable of helping them with regular schoolwork. But I had a kid that required five-day-week speech therapy. Yeah. For something that was nobody's fault, right? Yes. If he missed, if he missed like close to a year of speech therapy, that would be devastating. And because school districts cover it, insurance doesn't. Yeah, I had. Now that you bring that up, I'm I'm thinking back to a, a, a an old friend of mine whose children had uh, learning disabilities and like severe autism. And because of the the state helping out and providing transportation and special schools, like it affected the rest of his life. Like I, I can't move this state because the benefits are so good in the school system and my kids have special needs and it's just too wonderful. So that so his life, you know, I, I, he, he, he couldn't leave. He couldn't vote with his feet because he needed these benefits. And if those schools are closed, if those if his kids were still you know, in in elementary school or junior high, it would be uh, horrible for them. You'd be really doing a huge disservice. So you're not you're not fooling anybody when you say it's about the kids. It's because it's not about the kids. You don't care about the kids. You you care about defunding the police. You care about uh, a wealth tax. That's what you care about. So so shut your lion pie hole, you whores. <laughs> I mean. That's what that's actually what you're going to get with Joe Biden, because he's um, <laughs> vowing to put a member of the NEA in uh, in the Department of Education. It's uh, it's socialism. It's socialism. It's Marxism. It is the federal government is in charge. And then we got to start talking about who is equal and who's less equal. And oh, man, oh, man. Some uh, Uber did it recently with, hey, we're not going to charge for stuff coming from a black restaurant. I just saw some some white girl uh, on. Oh, I don't want to. It's going to kind of slanderous. But anyway, I've seen another handful of people going, oh, can you recommend a uh, uh, I need just breaks for like a, a I need a black lawyer or here's a special deal we're going to give to black owned blah, blah, blah. And like I'm like, boy, that's so offensive. If you're if you're a Mexican American, if you're an Asian American, if you're anything other than a Black American, you and you 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 are and you're proud of your ethnicity, you've got to be getting pissed off. Like seriously, everybody's having a hard time right now, and and all these corporations like we want to help Black Americans. Like, hey, bitch, why can't we just help Americans? Seriously, okay, we got a bitch about baseball for a while. 
It's a horrible segue, but I don't care. Uh, baseball's back. Yay, hooray, I guess, is, is what we're supposed to feel. And I know and I, some friends of mine are into baseball. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with it. Like, first of all, I, I, I didn't get excited about baseball. At the in, at the least the least little bit till after the All Star break that was it, and then if my team was doing well and blah 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 that whole thing I'm a Cleveland Indians guy that's that was I like to go jam. to a game watching them on TV never big deal for me. Well, yeah, it's definitely better live. However, the expense of it I lo- I used to like uh, my my old boss was a big Dodgers fan, started turning me into a bit of a Dodgers fan. We went to some great games. Literally, he was his treat. He was a very generous dude. Great guy. Great guy. Uh, fantastic seats, and the, the crowd is just roaring. It's fantastic, you know? But, like, a long time ago, I decided, after the Cleveland Browns left Cleveland and became the Baltimore Ravens. They were supposed to be the Baltimore Browns, but the people of Baltimore are cool, and they wouldn't let that happen. But, like, I'm never going to give another nickel to the NFL. I'm just never going it's it's become a different thing. It has become a different it, it used to be like hey this is my town this is my team and there was a sense of that that you that you you still kind of get with college football which I think is why college oh, yeah. sports is more popular. But like listen I I divorced way before the kneeling of the national anthem. Way before it. I was so heartbroken and hurt and pissed off. I just told myself, I'm never going to give the NFL another nickel. So, and then it was very easy to do. It was very, do I still enjoy watching uh, the occasional, uh, like I'll watch the Super Bowl. That's about it. Maybe the occasional playoff game, mostly college football over here. But like baseball has crossed that line too and it's a it's a big line and it's a fuzzy line but there are like markers to it where it just gets so just like unsavory it just takes the fun out of it first of all i don't like that you know players just bebop all over the nation just so obviously just chasing money so obviously chasing money oh i got a 300 million contract here oh but i only played for two years and i'm gonna go to the other side of the country play for the enemy because i'm gonna make another 200 million like that's that i I don't like that so baseball came back and then uh you know they stood for the national anthem but beforehand there was this morgan freeman thing talking about uh how were I don't even know what he was saying. I, I couldn't watch the whole thing. There was like a big black rope and all the players were holding onto it and kneeling down. And I'm like, it was like that Tom Hanks, uh, a league of their own movie. You just wanted to smack all like, don't do this. Just don't, don't do Keep the politics out of baseball. Some is that it's always going to seep in, right? There's always going to be a, a player who's, Oh, I'm the political player. That's great. That's fine. I'm not a big fan, but whatever. But when everybody is like symbolically holding the black rope and we're all kneeling and not talking and it's like it's farcical, it's completely farcical and it's a giant political statement. And that's not why I watch sports. And then it gets weirder because like the stands are empty and I could see watching a game now. Because there's, there's kind of like that freak show factor to it. It's like, wow, check these guys out. Let's see how much they love baseball without the fans cheering and all that stuff and all the hoopla. And it's just the game. That's when it should – like if if it should 
ever be about the purity of the game, it's now. And they've destroyed it. And then Fox, uh, the, the, the Fox network is doing the weirdest thing. They're putting in a virtual stadium full of fans. So when you watch on TV, it'll look like there's people there. And I think they're going to add in the sound and crap later, but they're not really there. It's like this really bizarre hybrid reality thing, which is just the worst idea. So I'm done with baseball. Uh, baseball now joins football. I will never give another nickel. I don't see there's no there's no way Major League Baseball gets another nickel from me. The end. And and I don't think I'm going to miss it. Will I still watch the World Series? Yeah, probably. And when and when we get back to having games in stadiums, do I enjoy the home run derby? Yeah, I'll watch that too. But man, it's uh, it's ruined now. It's 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 ruined to me, and it's a bummer. It's well, a bummer. Like almost everything's ruined. Yeah, so we gotta like lift up the the new things. I don't like the. Well, did I you mean, see? Did you see the WNBA chicks? They they walked off the court. Yeah. Uh, for the national, like oh oh. Oh, you wanted to go from <laughs> ten fans to five. That right. Cool. You wanted to go. From your mom and dad were watching, but now even your dad won't watch. Because he was a military guy. We're going to talk about more things they've ruined. We're going to say goodbye to uh, Regis. I have a personal story about John Saxon, who passed away. Uh, A little bit of corndog talk, too. Because we're coming up on state fair season. (laughs) Stick around. We'll be right back. paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. Thanks for sticking around. I hope you enjoyed those commercial breaks. We gotta talk about those commercials. I want some really, I want some jazzy ones. I want some really, some craziness. A little bit of sad news right now to open up the C block on the Loftus Party podcast. Which we're so glad you're here. We're so glad you you subscribed. We're so glad you left a comment. We're so glad you left some stars. Am I being? Is it too obvious now that I'm begging? Seriously, tell your friends, support new media. Here's the sad news, and I don't know if you want to talk about yours, uh, Gimlet, 
But this is this is the powerhouse show, you guys. This is the kind of powerhouse that you're getting for free on this. Like, I do stuff on Fox News. But something happened last week with the Gimlet. Are you prepared to talk about this, Gypsy? Oh, no, I don't really want to talk about it. Okay. Okay. I might be getting a couple media hits here and there. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. With, there was a certain, we won't name the name. There was a no. certain television show that reached out to Gimlet to do a thing. Unfortunately, which I think is great. Which I think is great. That's that's value added for the cast. That's that. It's one of the things that I love about this. How great. How fantastic. Both people. Boom, boom. Double barrel shotgun. Bang, bang, boom. Unfortunately, it's news. There was breaking news. Things happened. They're going to have you on a different time. But now, listen, you're on the radar. So here's my week. Here's my week. Because, like, the first time you get bumped, it hurts. It hurts. I just had three in a row. I just, I just had, it's like it was a gut punch, and then I was knocked to my knees. I started standing up. Then they hit me in the head, canceled me again. Then last night, another carrot. It was a kick in the balls and stay down. I have been, I got bumped uh, for the president. Uh, then I got. Well, you got to take that with a little grace. Oh, yeah. That one didn't hurt too bad. Uh, then I got bumped, uh, for, from another show for breaking news about China. And then I got bumped, uh, this morning, uh, from Fox and Friends, uh, for another thing. But, like, I'm so happy that they're calling and, and hopefully, hopefully they have, they have so much guilt. <laughs> so. They're that uh, or everything will just calm the hell down. One of the, yeah, Right. One of the segments they wanted me to do, and I'm I'm seriously, I'm not I'm not angry or upset with anybody. It it happens. It is what it is. And the and the last one actually worked out really well. They wanted me they wanted me to come on this morning and uh and talk about Regis. Uh Regis Philbin, who passed away, I believe, at the age of eighty-eight. So they reached out to me, uh, and the producers are fantastic. I, I genuinely like everyone that I've worked with. Over at over at at Fox News, so they they asked me, "Hey, would you come on and talk about Regis?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." A couple minutes go by, and they're like, "Hey, did you ever did you ever meet him? Did you ever have any interactions?" And I'm like, "You know, sadly, no, I didn't, and that's that's a bummer." Long time goes by, about an hour goes by, and usually they're asking at this t- at this point. First, they check if you're available, and they tell you the subject matter, and then they go, "We'll send over what you'd like to say, your talking points." So I didn't hear anything for a long time, and I go, I'm guessing I got bumped because this is this would be the the trifecta. This would be the third one, and they opted to go with uh, with Brian Kilmeade because I guess Kilmeade, and I missed the segment. I, I overslept. Uh, I guess Kilmeade worked with Regis in in L.A. I think uh, back in the day, which I just think that's a hilarious pairing. Can you imagine? Brian Kilmeade and, and Regis Philbin? Like, I would pay money to see that show. Both of those guys talk so fast. Both those guys, they're made... It would just be like... It would be like two little birds on 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 way too much coffee. So I didn't work with Regis. Kilmeade got that. And I'd like to see the segment. I might have to look into that. That, that just cracks me up. 
another person who passed away, John Saxon. Now, John Saxon, you'll probably remember, he was the sheriff dad guy in Nightmare on Elm Street back in the day. I'm dating myself there. He was the original Nightmare on Elm Street. He was also in a 70s classic with Bruce Lee. I think it was Enter the Dragon. He was in that. This is where I come in. Back in the late 90s, there was uh, a buddy of mine who wanted to do a feature film. It was a caper movie. Uh, and God bless him, he put together the money. He was going to do it. And he got John Saxon to be in the movie. So I played. <laughs> it was my buddy uh, Dino was like the lead of it. Real handsome guy. Greek dude. Just a, a good guy. Very, very handsome, very funny, very talented. He was the lead of it. John Saxon was this mafia boss. It was a, it was a group of hillbillies that we decided to rob a, uh, a poker game. We didn't realize who was playing in the poker game. We stole from the wrong people. Then they, then Saxon sent a hitman out to get us. I think my character might have accidentally killed his son, so now it was perfect. I got lynched. I got lynched in the movie by... A black assassin. I totally forgot about this movie. It was like the best surprise ever. So if you want to see uh, the trailer for this, it, it, the movie, when it was released in America, I believe it was called uh, Bottom Feeders. That was the name of the, of the movie. They changed the title for international. I don't know. Maybe there's a check waiting for me somewhere. However... Uh, I was around and got to hang out with John Saxon a little bit and, and watched some of his uh, scenes being filmed. And, and here's the funny thing. And this is the, this is the life lesson. The life lesson is this. When you're, a, where you, when you're a young pup and you're full of piss and vinegar and you think you know how the world works and then you get out into the world a little bit and then you're like, now I really know how the world works. You, it's never too late to learn. So I had just started doing comedy. I'd been acting and for, for quite a few years. I was, I was a professional actor. I did voiceovers. I did all this stuff. And now I'm on set with John Saxon, watching him work. And he is just, I'm telling you what, Gimlet, he is overacting. He is chewing up the scenery. He is such a ham. He's so intense. To, it's almost comical to me. Like, what is he doing? And these just, it was insane to me. And I'm like, well, this is sad. This is, in my head, I'm thinking, this is sad to watch him just have become, he used to be an actor and now look what he's become. It's, it's almost cartoonish to watch this buffoonery. So anyway, it comes down, we have like a little premiere party, and the movie goes, and my little style of acting was garbage. Like, I did, <laughs> it was, I was not strong, shall we say. And then, John Saxon comes on screen, and you can't stop watching him. It's like, he's the best part of the movie. It's like... The, what he had done was magnificent and was the bright, shining beacon of hope. And, uh, and I left 
I left is thinking, wow, I, sh I should have been more like John Saxon. Like, I don't know anything. I don't know <laughs> anything. So I was very bummed. I was very bummed when, uh, when John Saxon passed away. We got that. So if you want to see it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to put it up at the loftusparty.com. Oh, I won't come on. No, if people want to see it, they can go on YouTube and look at uh, at Bottom Feeders, and you're, you'll you'll want to search Bottom Feeders uh, John Saxon, and you'll see you'll see a late '90s me with my uh, Southern Ohio accent. I tell you what, when you mess with us, and I'm seeing this stuff, it was great. It was like a high school reunion, really. Like all my buddies. Uh, we knew everybody, you know, it was like a, there was just like a small little film community in Columbus, Ohio. And, uh, there's some great people. There's actually some good performances in there. I'm sorry, uh, that I'm horrible in it. Okay. Uh, other people who just passed, oh, I guess we'll mention Olivia de Havilland. It's kind of sad. O'Hara. Yeah. She was, uh, Scarlett O'Hara's friend, I guess, in that, that movie or her sister, maybe that married the guy that Scarlett O'Hara wanted. A <laughs> hundred and four. Olivia Havland had a good run. She had a good run. She was one of those people, whenever she'd pop on the screen, like she'd win some Oscar. Like, And, and I remember my mom and dad, when Olivia de Havilland would pop on the screen, they'd always be like, ooh, she still looks great. She yeah, still... even like pictures from not that long ago at 104. <laughs> still do, you looks... find... do, you, do you find yourself? I never do that around my kids. I never do. When there's someone from like my generation who pops on screen, I try to never say, ooh, they they still look great. Because that just makes me old. That just makes me old. I was watching a... <clears throat> I was watching a YouTube video. Uh, Stevie... Miami Steve. Stevie Van Zant has an interview show. And he was interviewing mm -hmm. uh, Keith Richards. And I'm like, oh, I'll check this out. I'll check this out. And it was from, like, 2008 which is a long time ago. And Keith Richards started talking. I had to stop watching. I had to stop watching. I don't want to, he's, I have to lock him in my mind. He's on stage. He's playing the guitar and he's just, uh, rocking out and it's 1977. And the album is get your yayas out. Okay. Moving on. It's going to get maudlin. It's going to get maudlin. Uh, Here's uh, the Xbox just came out with their a few weeks ago. PlayStation did their game previews. They had a lot of stuff that looks great. We did a series of stories about that at theloftestparty.com. You can go and check up on that. Now we're showcasing the Xbox One. Last week I was making fun of Dana Dana Lash. Evidently she's an Xbox girl. Xbox just came out with all their games, and wow, maybe they've got something in the hopper. That I can't imagine something that they didn't show, but man, it was not. Uh, there was nothing exciting. There was nothing exciting. There's a new Halo game coming out, but it, like graphically, it doesn't look any better. It doesn't like, and maybe that's not a bad thing. Because here's what I here's here's the problem I think is 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 baked into video games. You get a popular video game, and you come out with another version and another version. So you start adding more controls. You start adding more specialty attacks and specialty defenses. And all of a sudden, you have to double click the left trigger, press circle, and then slow tap the. No, 
you, you, once the controls get so complicated, it takes the fun out of it. That's what they did to Madden football. Madden football used to be fantastic, and then they made it so complex it was no fun. So hopefully, with the new Halo game, it's the same controls, the same everything, just a new adventure. I think that's the best way to go. I think that's the best way to go. But if you're excited about a new game that they previewed on uh, on Xbox, let me know what's uh, exciting to, to you about that. Because right now, I'm looking for my list. I have a list because I was actually prepared. Nothing is really, nothing is jumping out at me. Uh, oh, the Outer Worlds looked kind of cool. Uh, I guess some people are uh, excited about Stalker 2 and State of Decay 3. But boy, Fable, Everwind, Swing and a Miss, Swing and a Miss. And here's the other place that they're... uh, It's a lot of uh, strong female characters. It's a lot of strong female characters. It's... uh, And it, it doesn't seem organic. It seems shoved in, which I think is a dangerous place for game developers to be. Listen, I get it. You want more girls to play games i guess i think i don't know what the demographic point i i guess so but like man there was this phenomenal game called the last of us and they're making a a series out the story was so strong in the last of us uh and it was about whatever i'm not gonna get into it but but the hero of the piece was a girl ellie and boy they came out with last of us too and you want to talk about a community that is pissed off like, The Last of Us 2 is just, like, pure politics with barely any zombies. And you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So. All my kids like Legend of Zelda and that kind of stuff. Like, Leg- Legend of Zelda is so fantastic. You know I'm playing that again, right? Yes, yes, you did mention And I'm just, it's just so much fun. Just so much fun. And then there's a, there's a new one that I want to jump into, and I might have to just bail on Legend of Zelda. I don't need to I don't need to beat Ganon. I've 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 had well maybe I do maybe I'll go in and beat Ganon, but like this uh, Ghost of uh, Tsushima looks fantastic. You're a samurai feudal Japan. You're on an island, big open world. You've been wronged. You have to write your family. That just looks cinematic and 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 wonderful. So I got to jump in. I, I got to jump into that, some of that sooner than later. And here's the other one that I find I find myself strangely back into Minecraft. Minecraft is so much. It's like relaxing. It's great. The music's fantastic. I'll go into Minecraft every once in a once in a while and just like build for like a couple of hours, and I'm like. I have big plans uh, for my Minecraft houses and my bases. I went so far. I'm circles are everything is a square. Everything is in a square. So be, building a big circular. I want to do like this big tower that's trees and lights and just I I figured out a way to do that. But like time is of the essence. Time is of the essence. I gotta I gotta play some. Uh, some ghosts of uh, Tushima. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't want to sound like an idiot. Okay. Um, we're going to wrap things up with, with a quick recap. We got to a- actively uh, encourage people not to vote for Joe Biden. 
You'll turn the nation into Portland, Seattle, Baltimore, Chicago. The list just grows and grows. The list just grows and grows. Uh, Trump is not determined to split the country in two. It's a horrible narrative. Vote by mail is just a complete and total fraud. And let me know if you're like myself. I find myself craving corn dogs right now. Somebody posted a picture of Bernie Sanders eating a corn dog recently. And I think I think that was supposed to be my reaction. I think I was supposed to be like, ew. All I could think of was this. That corn dog looks delicious, and I would be eating it with the same zeal that Bernie Sanders is. Corn dogs are fantastic. I want one right now, and I want to dip it in mustard. I want a fresh one right out of the freaking state fair. I imagine all the state fairs have been canceled. Are you a state? Do you like going to the state fair? I do. And if I'm, like, craving fair food, it's the fried dough. Oh, elephant ears is what they call them uh, at the Ohio State Fair. I find find it weird, though, because fried dough, if you're from upstate New York, it's like pizza dough. It's like bread dough, and they fry it. And then they put sugar and cinnamon on it. Down here, it's all funnel cakes. It's like pancake batter. I like that. I like like them both, but I miss the fried dough. Fried dough... Is, is good and wonderful. Funnel cakes, yes, that is kind of a pancakey kind of batter. But then elephant ears are closer to like a donut, I would say. It's just the style in which they, it's so good. I, listen, this is, I'm seriously, my, my mouth is watering. Things fried in oil are awesome. Yes, and so are hot dogs. When you, when you dip them in batter and then you deep fry them. I want a corn dog. I want an elephant ear. I want some cotton candy. I want some of that lemonade. You know the lemonade stand? Cost you like your... five bucks. Right? And there's always like a thousand bees. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, how does that poor girl work there? How how many times have they been stung? I want that. I want um, the little French fries. You know, you go in and you're like, I'll take an order of fries. And they go, that'll be $10. And then they take a giant potato and they put it through the cutter and then they deep fry it to order. Holy crap. I want all of that. I will drive. I will drive to the Ohio State Fair. We're going to a festival with food trucks next weekend after we go tubing down the Etowah River. So I'll let you know. Damn, that sounds like a good trip. It is. Yeah. And it's only like a mile from my house. Take pictures. Take pictures. Write about it. Post it at theloftestparty.com. Now, right before we sign off, we're going to sign off with a little bit of sadness. Uh, no, we won't. We won't. We got we to go on an upbeat note. Uh, there's, there's lots of good stuff out there on YouTube. Uh, so support all the creators. Support anybody who's doing good work. We gotta, we gotta keep circling the wagons. We got a hundred days, a hundred days to the election, and legitimately, this time we're talking about saving America. We went very long on this episode. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Uh, we love you all. Have a great week, you sexy heathens.
Look, it's hard being a Democrat. You gotta make tough decisions like, do I vote for a socialist who'll destroy the economy, or do I vote for a socialist who's totally insane and who'll destroy the economy? Well, for the rest of us, here's an easy one. Donald Trump. It's a fact. In Trump's America, more people are getting a paycheck than ever before. Six million new jobs in three years. That's one new job every 12 seconds, 250 an hour, and three billion in value every day. No wonder the guy's filling stadiums. Trump ain't raising the bar, he is the bar. It's payday. Keep America great. Stand with Trump in 2020.